Hey, everybody, Adele here. And today I am so excited to have an interview with someone. I think you're going to really enjoy the topic, even though my guest prefers to stay relatively anonymous. We'll call her Rosemary for the purpose of this interview. Hey, Rosemary. Hey, Adele, thank you so much for having me. Oh, awesome. So folks, you're going to want to uh, sit down and listen to a bit because today we're going to talk about ghosting. Yes, ghosting. You know that feeling when all of a sudden, for whatever reason, you don't know what happened, the other person just stops returning your phone calls. They stop communicating and you're left going, what happened? Did I, did I do something? Maybe you're racking your mind. Like, what did I do wrong? And you're turning yourself up inside and out and you keep calling, you keep leaving messages, you keep getting blown off. And it starts to become apparent to you over time as the days progress and you're not getting any sort of acknowledgement back that you are being ghosted. Now I have had this happen to me and it can be devastatingly painful and so when I saw Rosemary's podcast on this, I thought, oh my gosh, this is such a common, painful experience in modern times, especially in dating situations. But I, I think it's also happened with friendships. It occasionally happens with family members, and it can be absolutely devastating. So that's why I invited Rosemary to the show. Rosemary, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. So, Rosemary, I know you're staying anonymous, and that's fabulous. I know the listeners will want to know a little bit about your story. What happened to bring you into this realm of ghosting, and so much so that you now have a whole podcast devoted just to this topic? Tell us how you came into this. What happened for you? So my story is I am 41. I am divorced. I have two kids. And so when I entered the world of dating about two years ago, I had been with my ex-husband for 12 years and it was a completely different world. And I wish I could go back to myself at that time and kind of tell myself what I've learned since then. Um, and ghosting was something that I quickly uh, found out about, you know, when it first happened to me, you know, it wasn't a huge deal the first time, but I was really shocked because I don't remember that ever happening to me before. I didn't really realize ghosting was a thing. Um, and then through the course of, you know, just dating, I had variations of ghosting happen to me multiple times. And then last summer, I um, was ghosted in a way that was extremely traumatic to me. I was really upset about the situation that happened. I was extremely angry. And even more than that, I didn't understand why the emotions I felt from ghosting were so extreme and that I was affected so much by someone I didn't even know that well. And I decided you know, a couple of things. First of all, uh, because I was so extremely angry and I wanted to do something and I felt like I was silenced by the person that goes to me, I wanted to make art about it. And I'm not artistic. So the way I made art was by creating a podcast and by creating a platform. And it was important to me to get people's ghosted stories out there, to take uh, people who've been silenced by giving the silent treatment and give them a chance to tell their story and to have their say. And so that's how the podcast came to be. I started it about uh, maybe uh, back in August, so a couple months ago. Um, so far, we've released 14 episodes, and I have more stories coming in every week. 
Wonderful, wonderful. And I, I just love this for, for those of you who may not be familiar with the term ghosting, you know, I think I jumped in assuming everybody knows what this phenomena is. Um, I mean, I have my definition, but since you've been creating a whole podcast around this, could you summarize in your mind what ghosting means? Yeah, that's a great question. And actually, uh, I recently did a joint episode with a woman who has a podcast called Coping with Ghosting, and we published a ghosting dictionary because we felt that there is a lot of confusion around this term. Some people use it, you know, they overuse it like, oh, I was ghosted by my, uh, you know, hair salon or something like that. So, you know, we feel like it, it was, it's kind of used all over the place and not everybody agrees. So, you know, kind of at a high level, um, the Oxford dictionary defines ghosting as the act of cutting off communication with someone with no explanation and suddenly that you have a personal relationship with. So that's technically the definition of ghosting, but there's definitely, definitely a couple different phases. So there's something called micro ghosting, which is where, you know, you might just be chatting with someone or you don't really have a real connection. And then you just, you know, kind of stop hearing from them, which usually is not that traumatic. So ghosting, typically you're saying there are different levels of it. There's someone you don't know very well, all the way to your spouse, you know, but it's when you don't know why someone has stopped responding or uh, keep going. You were saying there's micro ghosting, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So micro ghosting, um, you know, then there's the actual, you know, real ghosting, which is where you have this personal relationship. And like you mentioned, it can be a friendship. I've done a couple of friendship episodes. Um, It could be a romantic relationship. It could be, you know, a family member or something else, but where you just don't hear from them and you don't know why. Um, there's also something that Greta from coping with ghosting likes to call the WTF ghost, which is if you've been married in a long-term relationship and you're ghosted, which is just, you know, obviously an, an, uh, an awful thing to have happen. Yes. I think that's probably the most painful, you know, it's not a casual acquaintance that stopped calling back or you left a couple three vo- vo- voicemails and never heard back or offered to meet for lunch and didn't get a response. It's someone that, um, uh, it seems to happen when you thought things were going okay. And I think that's probably the most devastating when there's no hint. It's not like things tapered off. And then there was a feeling that maybe things had run their course. Right. I mean, tell us more about when you say ghosting, it's typically unexpected. You don't know what happened or do you, do you use that also when you feel like people are drifting apart? Yeah, ghosting. So there, it is when they, they cut off communication. I have a couple tips on how you can determine if you're actually being ghosted. But I do want to point out that the feelings of trauma that ghosting leaves are genuine and real. Um, it can trigger past abandonment issues or based on your attachment style. And it doesn't really matter how long you knew the person or how long you were together or exactly if your relationship was defined. In my case, my ghosting happened after I knew someone for two weeks. But this person did, which I now know uh, of as love bombing, created this super, super intense, quick emotional connection. And then when I was ghosted after he initiated that, left me just completely devastated. So, you know, if you feel like you've been ghosted, you probably have been. Right. And, you know, I've had so many clients report that phenomena, that things started hot and heavy. Oh my gosh. It, I love bombing or it was, there was an intensity there and just as quickly as it started, boom, it was over. And so by the time the woman sort of started to believe, Oh, well, maybe there is something here. He was gone. And that's a very common 
uh, dating dynamic that I've seen with my clients that we've, that I do a lot of work with around the abandonment, you know, and, and, and it, it is kind of like this whirlwind romance that comes to an end. But uh, tell me based on your experience with your guests, I mean, I think this is becoming a very universal, unpleasant experience, especially in our modern day where people can just put the phone on silent, not respond to text messages. People make themselves unavailable very easily, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Everyone I've talked to about this uh, has a feeling that ghosting is really an output or an outcome of this swipe culture that we have today. That, uh, you know, there, people feel like there's so many options out there on the apps that they don't need to put a lot of time and effort into anything anymore because there, there's perceived to be so many more options just to swipe away. And I have discovered that it seems like it, there's no one group of people or gender or age that ghosts. It's, it's across all ages and genders. Mm. And what I found is it seems to be more the type of person. So some people who don't ghost are totally appalled by it. And then there's people who think ghosting is fine and they do it all the time. And it kind of seems like that's a personality or a values type thing that determines that. Yes, I've noticed that too, that sometimes ghosters don't really feel like they're doing anything that bad. It's it's sort of like, well, we all sort of understand what's going on, but uh, that's not the case to the other end at times. Maybe, maybe there's some people now that are so in tune with what it means that there's no hard feelings on either side. But uh, what has been your experience in terms of, you know, um, why people are ghosting perhaps uh, like, I'd love to hear more in depth of what makes people ghost what, how they're thinking about what they're doing, because it can be devastating on the receiving end. Yeah, definitely. And I, I can't speak a lot as to why ghosters ghost. I mostly have people who've been ghosted. Um, but I did recently do a podcast interview with a former ghoster. Um, she is now an empowerment coach for women and she helps um, people get over ghosting and not go ghost anymore. And she shared some insights with me uh, from her perspective back when she used to ghost people, it would be in her head, she would build up this anxiety that there was a fear of conflict. And in her mm -hmm. head that if she tried to end something or tell someone that she, you know, didn't, was wasn't interested in them. And this would be with both friends and um, relationships. She would build it up so much in her head that it, they would get angry and yell at her and it would trigger all this anxiety that she would just not deal with it essentially. Yes. I think it's, it can be boiled down to a fear of conflict. Um, and you know, I don't think I've ever ghosted anyone close to me, but there, I think back in my dating days, I guess it wouldn't really qualify because in dating, there's a sense of rhythm, you know, when one person doesn't return a call because it, it, it's, it's still a trial run, but I've never ghosted someone I was in a relationship with, but I do recall feeling very anxious of, I really don't want to talk to this person again. How do I tell this person? I don't want to talk to them again. It would hurt their feelings. So I wouldn't respond. Now at that point, there was no contract in terms of whether we're in a relationship or not, but I had a lot of that same anxiety of, uh, I told myself I just didn't want to hurt their feelings. That was a common, I don't want to tell them I don't, I'm not interested in them. It's it's easier just to let the unsaid things be, you know, be obvious. And maybe that's still true in dating. But for me, it was very much a fear of conflict, a fear of hurting somebody. And that got rationalized into, well, this is just sort of nicer. 
I no longer believe that, especially if you've been in a relationship, like a real relationship for a while, it's probably one of the cruelest things you can do, but I can understand that level of anxiety because I had it earlier on. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. that's a great observation. What does, what did your guest suggest could be useful if there's someone listening to this who feels like, oh my God, I have ghosted people because I didn't know what to do. What might be a suggestion to empower the people who just have, they, they don't know any other way out other than to put the phone on, you know, silent and forward all calls and don't answer a DM. I think the first thing to know is that it is extremely traumatic for the people that it happens to. Um, If you have it in your head that it's kinder or nicer to just say nothing, that's actually just realize that's not, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Um, That lack of closure drives people really crazy because we live in a day and age where we can get information on anything by Googling it. And when you can't get that, your brain just goes in circles. And it also leaves you with this feeling almost like your humanity and your feelings are just being completely denied that they don't count. They don't matter. You don't get a chance to have a say this person holds all the power in making that decision and just, you know, ending things. So just be aware that that is how those actions make the other person feel. And then the advice that I got from Crystal, who was on my episode is, is to start small Uh, You know, she does suggest that if you do, you know, if something you had a lot of memories with um, and you really, you know, feel like you need to go back and apologize for your actions to do an in-person meeting, you know, her suggestion is that, you know, text message, you know, maybe people just kind of blow that off or ignore it. But if you're not ready for in-person, then it is okay to start with a text message and just do a simple apology and don't try to blame blame the victim, play the victim and come up with excuses for your behavior, but just say, I realize now that this was hurtful to you and I'm sorry, Um, you know, and maybe start with some of those text messages and then eventually work yourself up into in-person meetings. Oh, I think that's beautiful. Yes. And there's also the phenomena of people who ghost on and off. So two years later, they resurface again. Hey, how are you? You know, and um, I have seen that with some of my clients, they were ghosted tried to move on. There was never any closure as to what happened. And you're absolutely right with social media. You can see him out with other people. It's not like he died. He just didn't feel like calling you back. And then one day you hear from him again. It is, it is very abusive. And I don't think people have viewed it as such, you know, but I think ghosting is cruel. You know, uh, the, the lack of closure people, it's like someone died, but they didn't die. You know, it's, yeah. it's like that there's a yeah. grieving, but the person is still walking around and you, you never know why. And I, I remember, you know, um, cause I was ghosted a couple times, this, this, this need to know what happened. What did I do? Like, I just want to know why I, I was convinced that if I knew why someone did this, I would feel better. And so I was obsessed with finding out why, um, what have you found useful with when people just, they just want to have one last conversation? Why did you do that? What has been helpful? I feel like I've really developed a great set of information to know, to really help with the situation. And that's one of the reasons that I'm, you know, I was really upset when the ghosting happened, but I'm really grateful now because it set me on this journey of just learning as much as I can about this um, and being able to come up with, you know, actual information that I can use to share with people to help avoid this happening in the future and what to do. Uh, So first of all, you know, I, one of the ways to try to shift your mindset when you get ghosted 
is to think about what is it about this person that does not allow them to have an adult conversation, you know, and to try to almost switch your anger to compassion, to realize that this person really has some serious issues if they can't even have a conversation with me or even send me a text message. That there's something in their personal life and in their own growth and in their own mental health that is preventing that. And to almost, you know, have that compassion for them that, wow, that's, there must be something really hard for them that they can't, they can't do this. They can't communicate like an adult. Um, That was, that took me a long time to get to that point. Um, But, you know, I do think that, you know, one of the things you have to realize is that it, there is nothing you could have done. If someone is going to take this action, it's not something specific that triggered it. Maybe it was in the moment, but if it wasn't, then it would have been some, some other thing, you know, it's really about them and it's not about you. There's nothing that you could have done or should have done differently to prevent it from happening. I think the key here is to really try to spot red flags of someone who may be a potential ghost or sooner. Yes. Um, Say more on that. I'm I'm sure everyone's sitting up now. Tell us more about red flags people can look for. So definitely love bombing is, is a huge indicator of someone who may potentially ghost to you. So love bombing is really intense, um, overwhelming attention, you know, really quickly or really trying to form this quick emotional connection with you. Um, that often can be a sign of a narcissist, um, not always, but definitely um, I've had multiple people on my show who have um, been in a relationship with narcissist behavior with gaslighting and love bombing. And that is a cycle where sometimes they want to try to get your attention and get control of you. And then they abandon you so that they can then come back and feel like they have that control again. So definitely, you know, watching out for, for things like love bombing, a lot of intensity um, up front. Um, you know, if you do think someone has ghosted you, the one of the best pieces of advice I can do is don't assume that they did right away, because that's the conclusion I would jump to right away is if I was talking to someone, I'd hear from them, I'd be like, oh my gosh, they're ghosting me because it's happened so many times, you just feel programmed to expect that. So don't, you know, start blowing up their phone, don't start texting them, wait it out. And I know this is really hard. It's really hard for me because I just, I'm the kind of person I'm very direct. I just want to say, what's going on? Why aren't you you know, talking to me? But it could be kind of something that's not absolutely nothing to do with you. You don't know. Mm-hmm. People have stuff going on. So wait a couple days. Don't immediately jump to that conclusion. It could be they're ghosting you, but just try to stay a little bit calm and not jump to that conclusion. And then if it's been a couple of days, reach out and just say something like, Hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Hope all is well. Or, you know, I just did, uh, Greta likes to say that, you know, talk about something great you just did. Um, you know, I just went on a great trip or something like that. And then if they don't respond to that, then, you know, but it gives you, you know, a little bit of time to kind of, um, take a step back, try not to get too upset or over emotional, overly emotional. If you send that message, they might respond and say, Oh yeah, I have been busy. I'm so sorry. Or, it could be that they really are ghosting you, but that cooling off period is, is really helpful when it, mm-hmm. you feel like this might be happening to you. Oh, and, and that's excruciating, you know, just sit tight and, and know that you, you just need to wait it out. And sometimes I remember with every passing hour, I thought I was going to lose my mind and it, it's, it's not easy because the mind gets so creative. Well, maybe his phone died. Well, maybe he got shipped off to Timbuktu, or maybe he got hit by a truck. You know, we get really creative about these things. Maybe he's alone in his apartment and he has no power. And I mean, you know, and uh, yeah, but people's behaviors eventually will, will indicate what's going on much more than words. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Believe their actions. Yeah. And so, you know, my hope is that this, this doesn't become the way to date, you know, that you just go out with someone and then the minute you've decided they're not for you, just, you know, ghost them. But um, yeah, it is. Yeah. That was one of my motivations for my podcast is to get the word out about how traumatic this is so that people who may have thought it wasn't a big deal may hear someone's story and Mm -hmm. realize that it really does cause a lot of hurt. Maybe they weren't aware of that. Mm -hmm. And I think it is becoming disturbingly more and more common, uh, like you said, Adele. And, you know, it is something I think we need to talk about and have a dialogue about you know, for a long time, I felt like people who ghosted just got away with it. Almost they get to just walk away and go do it again and again. How and there's never you? any repercussions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, How dare you? My, my heart was smashed on the ground and you're out there having a jolly time with other people as if nothing ever happened. And where's the justice in this? Right. And, and yeah, I mean, um, I've had clients that they needed to find help. They needed to work with me to get over that or, or seek a therapist. It was that difficult because they would play the same thing over and over in their head. And ultimately at the end, what was wrong with me? If I had been good enough, this wouldn't have happened. I mean, that seems to be the narrative. Yeah, it, it is, it's devastating. And you just, you have to know that it, it isn't you. And this person is going to behave in this way that you have no control over. And you just have to accept that. And it may take time. I know for me, it took a long time that the ghosting is the answer that shows they're not your person. If someone could treat you this way, they're not the right person for you. Yes. For everyone in the back, rewind and listen to that last five seconds. This is so helpful. I mean, I think it's so great to bring out something that people are embarrassed to talk about. They're ashamed to talk about because gosh, we only went out five times, but I'm still devastated out a month later or whatever the intensity of it. Sometimes the recovery period is twice or three times longer than the actual time that people were together. And people feel kind of confused about that. Like, how could that be? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's because you were in love with someone you didn't know very well yet. Like you were in love with you, you did not know this person. So in your mind, you know, it, it seems full blown and, and who hasn't done that? Everyone's done that, you know, until you really know somebody, you know, and so that is hard for a lot of women to give up. Sometimes the fantasy that everything was going so great and he was my man and then boom, well, he, he never was that great if he could do this. And in yeah. your mind, you know, it became spun into, he was perfect and so the only other explanation is there was something wrong with me that he would do this too. And I'm like, no, sweetie, this has probably happened before. And it'll probably happen again with somebody else. You just happened to be the one who was around this month. Yeah, you know? ex- exactly. You know? And I think that yeah. is, that is a hard part is you have in your head, this storyline of where the relationship could have gone if he didn't, he or she didn't ghost. But you also have to reconcile that with what they actually did to you, this terrible thing. And at the end of the day, you have to realize that terrible thing is who they really are. How did this experience help you grow? And, and you know, I always look for, is there any, you know, what was useful? And I don't want to say, um, what was helpful about this experience to make you the woman you are today? Now that you're doing this podcast, what have you gleaned from their experiences of being ghosted that could be helpful for somebody oh, and, so, your, and within yourself, you know, to have a life. Yeah. Yeah. So, so much. I mean, for me, it really led me down this journey of 
learning as much as I can about relationships, about, you know, for me, um, how do men think there's podcasts dedicated to that whole thing, whole thing. There's tons of podcasts and information about just relationships and just educating myself about the modern dating world, which again is totally different from 12 years ago and that information and realizing how much of this um, behavior is, is normalized. So many people do it, that it wasn't something that I did wrong. Um, And just really arming myself with information. Honestly, it's quite depressing because it is a um, complete, you know, shit show out there. And most of the time you're going to be having bad experiences, unfortunately. But again, the more, you know, to prepare yourself and, and personally for me, these red flags and terms I've learned and what's normal behavior, what, what do most people do and why are men thinking the way that they do? Um, you know, that helped me grow as a person and then be able to share that knowledge on the podcast. And I also, you know, the podcast is a side project for me. I have a full-time job. I, I do it because I really want to give people a chance to have a voice when they've been silenced and being able to share those stories and get those out is really rewarding. This is wonderful. Where can people go to get more information on your podcast? So you can find our podcast at theghostpodcast.com. That's our website. You can also find it on pretty much any podcast streaming services, The Ghost Podcast. We have an Instagram page, which is The Ghost Podcast Stories. And we also have an email, which is theghostpodcaststories at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Rosemary. This is a fascinating topic. I know people will get a lot of value out of it. So everybody, you heard it here first talking about ghosting. And as usual, if you've enjoyed this, subscribe, share this with your friends, because this topic needs more airtime. So until next time, thank you. Rock on.